It was certainly two very different basketball games on Sunday for the men's and women's Hoosier basketball teams. Uh, on the men's side, you have the worst loss of the season, a really bad loss to a Penn State team that hadn't played in three weeks. On the other side, you have a women's team with one of the biggest wins in program history. We're going to try to talk about both of them. It's going to be a little bit odd, but we got you guys covered on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, January 3rd. Hope you guys had a happy New Year celebration. I hope you guys had a happy holidays in general as we kind of get back into the grind of things here today. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, recaps like we will have today, previews, all sorts of stuff. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day and your first listen every day. Just a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. As always, guys, you can subscribe Excuse me to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers or on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Like I said in the open, it's going to be a weird dichotomy today because on one hand, uh, the women's team had an amazing game, a huge victory that I was really excited about. And going straight from that to the second half of the men's game, which was wildly frustrating, just such a big difference. So we're going to talk about both. We're going to start with the doom and gloom. We're going to get that out of the way now. Uh, the men's team goes to University Park, the Bryce Jordan Center, face Penn State. Penn State had not played a game in three weeks, were a 500 team when they did play games, hadn't won a Big Ten game, and yet beat the Hoosiers 61-58 to on Sunday. Uh, this might be a, a slight overreaction, but I think the honeymoon phase is over with Mike Woodson. Um, that's not to say the shine is worn off or anything. Still think he's a great coach. Still, I still hold all those beliefs, but this one was a jarring one. This one was, we spent a lot of last week talking about how the Hoosiers hadn't had a bad loss yet. This is very much a bad loss. Considering the circumstances of the contest, that the Hoosiers had certainly played more recently than Penn State, even if they had had a bit of an extended break with that UNC Asheville game being canceled uh this is a game you should be winning the hoosiers are playing catch up for a lot of this contest and it, it was just an all-around poor outing uh it's it's penn state knocked down some tough three-pointers in the second half i know a lot of people were pointing to that a little bit of luck that happens when you let a team get in a rhythm early in the game and then in the second half, they're able to knock down some of those shots because they've seen the ball go in. Uh, I know a lot of coaches always talk about uh, if you let 
players get layups to the free throw line, let the, let them see the ball go through the hoop, especially early on. It's going to make for a long night, and that's what I felt that the Hoosiers did. They let them score early. They got a bit of a rhythm, kept the crowd into it, and then uh, they were able to make enough shots down the stretch. The offense was an absolute mess. We'll talk about that in a minute. The defense, though, was hardly any better. Uh, this is a team that prides itself on that end, and they only gave up 61 points. Uh, it was 41% shooting from the field, but Penn State went 11 of 22 from the three-point line. I thought they found a lot of success in the pick and roll. Uh, Trace and Race talked after the game that they were trying to switch up their coverage in the pick and roll uh, to hedge a little bit higher on those because Penn State was having so much success with them. I, I I walked away from that disappointed almost as much in the defense against a very average Penn State team uh, overall than, I mean, the offense maybe I just have lower expectations for, but I expect the defense to be able to do things. Uh, they were not really able to do that. The Hoosiers did have 18 points off turnovers. Uh, they only had six turnovers themselves on the night as that trend continues to improve, but it was one of the very few bright spots. The offense, obviously, is the biggest issue. Hoosiers were 39.7% from the field, 23.5% from three, four of 17. Some dreadful performances. Trace Jackson Davis was really the only one I had any kind of faith in on the day, and even he went 8 of 18. He uh, took the onus, basically, late in the game in the second half. I thought he was going to will us to a victory. He couldn't, not for lack of effort. He tried. Um, even that late shot he had that would have put the Hoosiers up a point, uh, it was a great inbounds play drawn up, got him the ball in the post, cleared out uh, one side of the floor. He drives across the lane, shoots it kind of over two defenders. I'll take that shot. That's an All-American on his strong hand. He was feeling it in the second half, um, so I wasn't displeased with that shot, but pretty much everybody else had a pretty putrid performance offensively. Um, a lot of faces that we'd kind of relied upon didn't show up. There was really no movement in the offense, very few open looks. The guard play continues to just be hot and cold, really, really hot, really, really cold. Uh, it has to be better overall. Trace said after the game that Mike Woodson had put an emphasis on running and getting out on the break, and they finished with just nine fast break points. So uh, the zone clearly impacted them. They weren't expecting it, even though, again, uh, I believe Race Thompson said before the game, he told the team don't be surprised if they play his own defense because they've had a lot of time to prepare for IU. It's just a lot of things that um, shouldn't be creating this many difficulties, even if it is a team that still only has about a dozen games together. That looked woeful. It was interesting that only six guys played more than 10 minutes on the night. Uh, the starters plus Rob Finnessy. Uh, no one else played more than nine minutes. Jordan Geronimo played nine. Tamar Bates only played six. 
I didn't hate what he did, but he had two turnovers and a foul. This is only stats. Missed all three of his shots. Um, when the guard play was as bad as it was, I thought, on Sunday, Xavier Johnson goes three and nine. He got really sped up and looked like he panicked a bit on that very final possession. Rob Finnessy hit a couple big shots in the second half, but I thought overall didn't play great. Uh, he went three of eight, so your two main guards go six of 17. I don't know why Bates doesn't play more in that situation, why Anthony Leal. I, Christian Lander, again, continues to be the topic. I don't really know what he – they could use him, and I just don't really know why he doesn't see time. Um, it's a confounding loss, to be honest. Um, it was frustrating in a lot of regards, but – I, it, it's just hard to really put a finger on how it went that poorly because this was a very winnable game. We spoke on Thursday's episode last week that this was a chance for the Hoosiers to get that road win, get it under their belt, get that monkey off their back before um, it seemed, it gets too big basically and didn't take advantage of it. Um, we're going to have time this week to talk about the IU men's team. I don't want to talk a ton about it today for two reasons. One, I want to let the dust settle a little bit, see if they're uh, – I'm, I'm going to rewatch the second half and try to figure out what happened. Uh, but two, the women's team deserves a lot of credit and a lot of airtime because that was a, a really, really awesome game for them. So we're going to spend the next two segments talking about this women's game, a top-10 win, their first win over Maryland ever. They take control of the Big Ten early on. A lot to talk about there. But it's the New Year's, guys, so that means New Year's resolutions. If you're if yours is about getting fit and eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Uh, Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolutions because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars that are chalky, waxy, tastes like a chemical spill, honestly. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're healthy for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Across the board, better for you than candy bars. And they still taste like candy bars. Tons of awesome flavors to choose from. They're always adding new flavors, limited time ones. Be sure you guys are constantly checking out Built Bar uh, to see what their new flavors are. I got the Blueberry Muffin Limited flavor. Um, during the holidays, that was so good. Even if you guys are not a huge fan of working out, you can at, at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can kind of almost count it as a workout. I won't tell if you don't. Uh, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This, this women's game, we talked a lot about it last week. Top 10 showdown with Maryland, and it lived up to the hype. As frustrating as that men's game was, this women's game was exciting, fun to watch, uh, just an absolute blast. Women come away with a 70-63 to 63 uh, victory. It was not easy. <laughs> I know. 
I'm sure a lot of you were watching the men's game for the second half, so let's give you a little bit of a recap. I mean, this one lived up to the hype. Uh, IU came out of the gate slow, uh, trailed 17-14 to 14 in the first quarter. Offense was not great, uh, which has been a problem at times in some of these bigger games they've played. Uh, but they bounced back in the second quarter and were able to take a 33-29 to 29 lead into the half. Uh, outscored the Terrapins 19 to 12 in that second quarter. It was a slow third quarter, though, and they allowed Maryland to get back into the game. It was tied at 45 going into the fourth quarter. What an ending <laughs> this game had. Hoosiers come out on a 7 0 run to start the fourth quarter. They took a 60 to 51 lead with 305 left. Uh, their defense was stout throughout. And I'm a poet, didn't even know it. And they get a, they take that nine point lead after a, uh, they force a stop. Mackenzie Holmes never got all the way back on defense, so she had the easy layup. It looked at that point like the Hoosiers were going to be able to cruise to the victory. Their offense looked really good. They were getting stops defensively. They were taking care of the ball. Their final six possessions of the fourth quarter then went turnover, 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 miss jumper. They split a pair of free throws, missed jumper. Maryland went on a run. They finally realized that they were about to lose and went on a run, had a sense of urgency, tied the game. Grace Berger had a chance to win it at the end of regulation, did not get a very great look at it. Game goes to overtime in a contest that the Hoosiers absolutely let get away. I was certainly worried. Maryland had all the momentum going into overtime. The Hoosiers completely collapsed. Credit to this Hoosier team, though. They they regrouped not only did they regroup maryland did not have a field goal in overtime uh iu had a very deliberate offense it they ran clock and still were able to get good looks the result was the hoosiers pretty much controlling the entire overtime session uh, they didn't make it easy at the free throw line they weren't great at the free throw line uh, across the days 15 of 21 Certainly were not great in the extra session, but it was enough. The Hoosiers hung on for the victory, and I cannot state how big this win was. The Hoosiers had never beaten Maryland. They were 0 of 11. Maryland had won 15 straight Big Ten games. Maryland has absolutely dominated the Big Ten since they joined it. Completely different story to men's basketball, football, all that stuff. Maryland has come into the Big Ten and made it theirs. Um, another wild stat was that this was the first overtime game Maryland played since 2013. They were in the ACC the last time they played an overtime game. So the Hoosiers picking up this win cannot be overstated. It's a win over a top 10 team. It's a win over a perennial contender. It's a win in conference that gives them the early foothold and it all came on the back of their defense which was absolutely elite we've talked a couple times in the big games the Hoosiers have had this year about the offense coming and going mainly going the defense has always been there that was the case again on Sunday Maryland came into this game averaging 82.8 points per game they only finish as I said with 63 and they had an extra five minutes to add to that. They still only scored two total points in overtime. Uh, Maryland started the game 10 of 17 from the field. 
uh, 58.8%. Then they went 11 of 41 the rest of the game, 26.8%. Uh, over the entire game, Maryland shoots uh, 36.2%, 23.1% from three, three of 13 overall. And that all even comes with Angel Reese being the player of the game. She kept Maryland in this game all throughout. She finishes with 22 points on 8 of 16 shooting. The rest of Maryland had 41 points on 13 of 42 shooting. They had a couple different people step up. For most of the game, it was Reese and Diamond Miller, who had 39 total points. Awusu uh, came in, Ashley Awusu, in the fourth quarter. Came alive, I should say, in the fourth quarter. Uh, she had seven of her ten points in that final quarter. She was a big reason that the Terrapins made a run late and tied the game, for, forced overtime. But uh, Angel Reese was was the dominant force throughout. She eventually fouled out uh, late in overtime. Uh, she finished with 22 points, 12 rebounds. Defensively, she did quite the number on the Hoosiers against Mackenzie Holmes particularly um, because the IU offense wasn't pretty. They shot 45.6% from the field, but they really had to grind this one out. And there was so many Herculean efforts from this offense. We're going to talk honestly about every starter because all five contributed in some big way uh, to this victory uh, up and down the starting lineup we're gonna give a shout out to each one of these girls but guys i have an incredible app for everyone or that everyone who buys gas needs to know about it's called get upside my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store or google play right now use promo code score and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use that promo code SCORE to get up to 50% or 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, to PayPal. You can get it in an e-gift card to Amazon or other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE today. So... Honestly, all five uh, starters for the Hoosiers deserve some form of shout-out. Uh, the Hoosiers were without Chloe Moore-McNeil, who um, not really certain what happened. They're already a team that doesn't go to the bench much anyway, and uh, she was one of the few they went to. So the Hoosiers just didn't use the bench hardly at all on Sunday. Uh, Grace Wagner played two minutes. Uh, Keandra Brown played seven minutes, but in the second half, the two of those played all of one minute. <laughs> the, the minutes played in this game are astounding. The second half, uh, 
uh, and overtime. Nicole Cardano Hillary, Alexa Goulblay, Ali Patberg, and Grace Berger all played uh, 20 minutes on the night. Um, Mackenzie Holmes played 19 of the 20 minutes. And over the whole course of the game, Ali Patberg and Grace Berger did not sub out. They played all 45 minutes of this contest. Remarkable. Can't state enough how impressive those two were. Um, they, Patberg led the team in scoring 18 points, six of 11 shooting. Goulblay, kind of the the unsung one in the, the starting lineup at most times. Uh, she had 17 points and 10 rebounds, had some big buckets. Um, Holmes, if you look at statistically, she has 15 points, 14 rebounds, 7 of 10 shooting. Um, that doesn't really tell the whole story because um, she didn't play great on the day. But again, as I mentioned in the last segment, Angel Reese did a really good job of just denying her the ball, her and just the Maryland offense as a whole. She very much was the focus of the team. When she would get the ball, she shot 7 to 10. She was scoring the ball, but they just really limited the touches to her. It fell on the other girls to to pick up uh, the slack, something at times they've struggled to do this season. We saw in the NC State game earlier this year that it was a lot of homes and not much else. The offense uh, went really quiet and... When Holmes wasn't able to score down the stretch, NC State pulled away. This time around, it was kind of a reverse. Holmes didn't do a whole lot, but she had uh, a bunch. She scored six of those points, those 15 points in the fourth quarter. She scored four of the seven in that uh, 7-0 run to start off the quarter. Uh, she was able to score a bit in the fourth quarter to help them get that lead. Um then you have Berger. Grace Berger is, even despite going 3 of 13, she knocked down some free throws late. She finishes with 9 points, uh, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, a couple steals. If we're talking steals, Nicole Cardano-Hillary was a pest defensively, and I mean that in the nicest way. She had 9 points, uh, 3 steals, able to create a few uh, points off turnovers for the Hoosiers. Uh, they had 14 of those on the day. Uh, she added five assists, four rebounds. Again, the Hoosiers only had two points off the bench. So the starters combined for 68 of the 70 points. And a massive, massive victory for this program. We did our New Year's resolution, our wishlist, Santa wishlist podcast. We talked about the Hoosiers making good on this season, getting the that top 10 win that they needed. Both those things are checked off with this. This is your top 10 win. This is your marquee win. This is uh, you making good on this historic season. This is one of those moments that you're going to remember from this season. The Hoosiers finally beating Maryland. Um, this is This was an impressive win, a statement win, because as much as we talked about how good IU was, Maryland was kind of that team that was always still going to be looming. They're the ones who run the conference. Uh, 
the Hoosiers were going to have to dethrone them, and they still are going to have to. Nothing was accomplished across the whole season, and I'm sure that'll be Terry Morin's message to the team after this. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done, but that was a really big step forward from this program. The two teams, if you want drama, are going to meet again in the final regular season game. That one will be in Maryland, obviously. Shout out to the fans at Assembly Hall. It was rocking, especially in that fourth quarter as the Hoosiers went on the run. Big shout out to them for for showing out for a top 10 game. Ohio State, or excuse me, Michigan is going to figure into this Big Ten title race as well. Uh, I think it'll be a three-horse race between IU Maryland and Michigan, but Hoosiers draw first blood. It's uh, I, I don't want to say they control their own destiny three games into the Big Ten season, but uh, this is going to be one where every win of this magnitude is going to matter. Every loss these teams take is going to be very um, meaningful. So Hoosiers draw first blood, huge win for them. That's a fun one. I, I keep telling you guys this. Uh, I saw it on Twitter today. This women's team's never going to have the support that the men's team does, but they absolutely deserve it this season. If you guys are as frustrated as I was watching the men's team on Sunday, just turn on the women's game. We we tell you when it is. We give you the previews. We give you all the information each before each game. Turn on the women's game. You're going to love watching them. They're a blast. This is a starting five, a unit that is truly special, and they they got their big moment um last year well i should say last season in the ncaa tournament and they're making good on it this year so big win for them i'm excited uh they deserve it and this is this is that was a first statement they uh they're gonna have to win a couple more games a couple more big ones but that was the first big uh statement sent out to the big 10 and across the nation honestly because like i said this is a maryland team that is always one of the title contenders each season so a lot of eyes are on that one and the Hoosiers sent a message loud and clear thanks again guys for making locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day we'll be back with you this throughout this week uh, both the men's and women's team will be playing we'll have some previews uh, we'll try to get Jared back on this week and knock on wood I think we might have a special guest this week to talk IU men's basketball with uh, ahead of their game against Ohio State on Thursday. Now for your second listen today, head on over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love, the feedback. Let's make this a conversation, guys. Uh, leave your questions if you have any on Twitter. Leave it in a rating. I uh, check those. We can uh, make this a conversation that I want it to be. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Helps us out a ton. Leave a rating and review. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Monday. Have a great 2022. Let's get this started off right. And Elio.